This is Miller's Edge on Tide Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is the Miller's Edge. It's the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. I'm Corey Miller, Pastor Payne, alongside Christian Miller and my man that runs the music, runs the show, Justin Jones. We got you for the next hour talking about Alabama. They're getting ready, I believe, to play the biggest game of their young season. They hit the road. Texas A&M, Cowfield College Station is where this party is going to take place, 2.30. Central time. It's going to go down in Texas. Yes, it's going to go down in Texas. And we're going to talk about it. Uh, we're going to break it down for you. And we're going to rush around the SEC as we do on Wednesdays. We'll take a look at other SEC teams and matchups that's happened. There's some other good ones uh, that's happened in the SEC. So a lot is at stake. We're going to start to see pretenders, contenders. That's what I'm going to throw out to you today. The people. 205-342-9904. Who are the pretenders and who are the real contenders? And we'll give you our thoughts on that in the SEC meeting. Who has a realistic chance of getting to Atlanta in the SEC West? And, and again, this is the last year of divisions. Who can knock Georgia off their seat in the SEC East? We'll talk about that. And we got some good sample sizes. We got a lot of stuff that now we can see uh, what these teams are truly about so we'll do that uh, on the show today hope you're doing well we're getting closer i know you anticipate this game it is a big one as, as i said i'm deeming this as the biggest game for alabama this season they've had texas big game game day all that good stuff lane kiffin came back great but this game right here the two undefeated teams in the sec west so winner puts themselves in prime position and truly control their own destiny. Let's head out to Christian Miller. Christian, happy uh, hump day, uh, but I'm setting the table for us. And, and uh, there are a lot of good things to talk about today because things are starting to take place, take shape uh, in the SEC right now. They are, but I feel like now we're turning to the people talking about how big this matchup is. But it, but it, it is though. But let's let's make sure we differentiate the two, right? So the matchup is big, but we're not going to inflate Texas A and M like 
you know, there's some gaudy appoint, op- opponent, even though they are really good. I just, I just, I'm, I'm hesitant on doing that, even though I think it is going to be a tough matchup for a number of reasons, whether you want to say, uh, start with that. They arguably have, you know, uh, well, not arguably, they have a very talented front, um, who gets after the quarterback. They're very stout against stopping the run. You look at Alabama's offensive line. That's an area they kind of struggled, uh, you know, with this season. They definitely have improved running the football, um, over the last couple of games, but protecting the quarterback has been, uh, a, a glaring issue for the offensive line. Uh, so far this season, I thought it looked a lot better this past week against Mississippi State. Uh, but obviously, I know you don't like numbers. But when you do look at those numbers and where both of these teams land um, in regards uh, to getting after the quarterback or protecting the quarterback and vice versa, um, that is something to look out for. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of key matchups in this game. And then you throw in the fact that you're on the road at Kyle Field. You know, it's a tough place to play. Last time you went in there. You know, you, you, you ultimately yeah. fell in the football game. So there's a, there, there's a lot at stake. There's a lot at, on the line, like you mentioned. I mean, it, it almost feels like the winner of this game will probably go on and win the SEC West. Um, there's still definitely a lot of football left to be played. Uh, but that's kind of what it looks like. And you're, you're right. I mean, you'll at least be the, you know, team in the lead in the SEC West. So I'm, I'm excited for it. And I think, you know, Alabama should be excited for it because it's another big-time matchup for them. And, again, you know, this is nothing new to us. At Alabama, we, we play in these games year in and year out. Um, and so we should feel com- uh, comf- uh, excuse me, comfortable and confident going into this game, um, I believe, especially from the progress that we've seen from this football team over the last uh, couple weeks. You know, I, I feel like they're hitting their stride at the right time. They're slowly... Uh, but surely progressing in the areas that they needed to improve and the areas that they're doing pretty well, they're, they're, they're consistently doing that well, if not better. Um, again, defense so far this season, um, is on the trajectory of, of being elite, in my opinion. You know, I'm not trying to throw rat, rat poison out there, but it's just a fact they've done a phenomenal job this far. And so I'm excited about the product on the field on the defense, special teams between Burnup and Will Reichert, arguably two of the best at their, uh, you know, respective positions. Uh, in the country, so you feel great about that. In the, in the offense, which you know again started off a little slow this year, they've really started to kind of find their niche. And um, I, I think the biggest thing I'll be looking out for in this game, I talked about Texas A&M uh, being very stout against stopping the run. I think we pulled up the stats, and I'll try to find those here in a second again. But I, I really think the battle of the line of scrimmage is going to be key. I mean, I think everything is going to fall on the battle of the line of scrimmage. Uh, because one thing I'll note about Alabama is when we're able to run the ball effectively, like I thought we did a really good job against Mississippi State, you know, everything else seems to work out pretty well. But I just don't know how this team necessarily is built for if, again, A&M is one of the best, uh, has one of the best run defenses in the country, right? And so that's the only part where I look at it, this game and this matchup where I'm, I'm kind of like, if that is the case and Alabama can't really get anything going on the ground, and then setting up these third and longs, that that makes me a little uncomfortable in that in that regard. So that that's kind of what I'm looking at. And, and it's not that I don't trust in the the passing ability of of the offense or Milrow or anything like that. It's more so on the road. We already know it's hard to operate an offense, right? It's even harder operating, you know, passing plays, especially on third and long. Communication is very loud. Right, we, we've all seen that. Uh, you I mean you could be the best passer in the country? It's hard for a quarterback to navigate and and to operate in those circumstances. And so, if Alabama can't get anything going on the ground, that 
could that could cause for a long night, and that would be tough. Now, obviously, you got a really good defense uh, that's going to help you out and hopefully hold these guys, you know, to uh, to a few points. And if we continue on, uh, you know, the the path that we, we had last week with forcing all the turnovers, having I think three interceptions in the game, that's going to put you in good position. We saw that A and M was vulnerable to turnovers last week against Arkansas, so I think that's going to be critical as well. Um, but at the end of the day, when I look at this matchup again, I, I think Alabama needs to be confident going into this game because they've been playing their best ball as of late, which is a good thing. And and again, it's going to be a tough matchup, but I think we're more than capable of getting the job done. It's not going to be easy, but I think we ultimately can get the job done. Well, listen, it's, it's always easy. Uh, not easy, excuse me, going on the road at anywhere in the SEC. Anytime you hit the road, that's why the SEC conference is the best. That's why why it just means more. Because you go to some of these other conferences and you see the stadiums, right? Empty. Nobody's there. But in the SEC, man, it's loud. It's crazy. I mean, home field advantage is, is where it's at. So, yeah, it's difficult. I mean, 100,000 of those people are crazy. The 12th man, they're going to be excited. It's Nick Saban. It's Alabama. It's the A. And the A brings them out. You know, the A brings people to the party. That's just the reality of it. So, Regardless, it's going to be hard. Wherever you go, when they go to Kentucky, it's going to be hard. Wherever they go, when they go to Auburn, it's going to be hard. And Alabama doesn't fret with that because they are accustomed to uh, people yelling, screaming against them, want to see them lose. Now, I watched A&M Arkansas game last night. I rewatched it. Okay? And I, I wanted to see what all the noise was about. Right? Why everybody's on the bandwagon. I can tell you, Watching that game, breaking it down defensively, they are they're really good. They're very sound. They got great athletes up front, kind of what Alabama has and had. Uh, guys that can move, guys that can hold the point of attack. They very gap control sound. Uh, they got backers that can run, and they got dudes in the back end uh, that's decent. I don't think their back end is great. I think there's going to be opportunity there. If the protection holds up, here's what I, I saw. A lot of pressure. Again, a lot of pressure against Arkansas. KJ Jefferson, the quarterback of Arkansas, all SEC guy. They brought pressure up the middle. They brought pressure off the edge with a corner. Cat blitz. All right. They ran double A stunt. They stun a lot. Similar to what we've seen, uh, at Mississippi State. They run stunts with the D lineman. They move. They're going to make the offensive line move their feet. You know, Coach Saban has talked about that, you know, how hard and difficult it is when, when offensive linemen have to move, when you got to pass guys on, on ETN tackle stunts and things like that, or, or, you know, when you bring the backer and you involve him, uh, in, in the stunt where he hits that aid and he loops around on the outside and everybody else are sledding hard down on the inside. Those, you know, they run zone dogs where they bring a linebacker and drop out a defensive end into the flat. Sometimes the quarterback doesn't see him. That causes interceptions. They're pretty uh, creative when it comes to stunning and blitzing. Uh, Durkin is a really good schemer when it comes to that. Now, they got, I think, eight sacks against Arkansas. I mean, it was just, it was, it reminded me of South Carolina's North Carolina game where South Carolina gave up eight sacks, nine sacks, whatever it was, and about 16, 18 tackle for losses. That was well, that, I, that was I a deal with they, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. I think they had seven sacks last week and then seven sacks the week prior. 
So right. seven they had sacks two games back they back turned out defensively. Then, then they had 15 tackles for loss just last week alone against Arkansas. There you if go. I, if I read that correctly. Yeah. So you reminded me of uh, what I saw South Carolina against North Carolina. Now, that being said, Alabama has a better offensive line than Arkansas. They're trending in the right direction. Now, wow, if, if Proctor starts, if he gets to start, he's going to need help. He's going to need help. And I know uh, Coach talked about Tyler Booker helping him with the calls and things like that. So that's going to be key, not opening up the gate as we like to call it, meaning that he's got to have better footwork. His problem isn't talent. The kid's going to be in the NFL. This is a massive young man. He just needs to get in better shape, lose a little bit of weight, work on his footwork, and that's going to be something I'm sure that they, they get after the offseason. But right now, while he's making that transition, he's going to need help. Meaning tight end over there, Oose or, or whomever, Nyblock or whomever, Dupree, uh, they're going to have to move somebody on that side just to slow up the edge guy. Maybe just sometimes you got to even stay in the, and block just to throw a little, 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 little forearm or a hand shiver to slow down the rush. Um, they need to help him out there. I mean, he's young. He's a freshman. So he, he, and there's a there's a huge growing curve there, learning curve, excuse me. So, but they're going to have to be good. This game is definitely going to be one in the trenches. If Alabama offensive line holds up and they're able to establish the running game, right, because D.J. Durkin's going to bring pressure. If we're gonna, I think if you watch the Arkansas game, you're going to see the same defensive game plan because K.J. Jefferson – Mimics who? Or Jalen Merrow? Big quarterback, big physical quarterback that can run, big arm that can hit you down the field, which KJ Jefferson did, I think, in the third quarter, maybe the fourth hit a deep ball. I think the fourth quarter in the deep ball got behind the secondary. So that's why I'm saying I think there will be some uh, explosive plays to be made for Alabama. So, but if the offensive line, and they should be challenged by Eric Wolford, the offensive line coach, if they're, if they can, can slow this defense down, Right? They hold up in protection, meaning the back gonna be critical in this as well. When that linebacker comes blitzing through or that corner cap blitz off the edge and he's got a slide outside, they got to do their job of picking up the blitz. Then I think Jalen Miro will have an opportunity to hit some shots to Burton or to Bonds or whomever, you know, down the field. So that, that's what I saw. Offensively, I'm not concerned about their offense. I don't, I mean, Ole Miss has a much better offense. And we held them to 10 points. You know, Johnson, Max Johnson is a decent QB, but here's what Arkansas did. They created turnovers. You know how they created the turnovers? They hit this dude a lot, right? They hit him even they didn't get the sack. You know, Coach Saban talks about just, just interrupting the pass game. You know, they hit him. He was on his back a lot. And he's not known as a runner. Yeah, he can move a little bit. He can extend plays or move around. But he's not a guy that's going to hurt you with his legs. So they brought pressure. And this is what I think Alabama should do. You know, Kevin Steele, T-Rob, they got to dial it up. Because Alabama secondary can't hold up on the wide receivers. Right? So I think this is going to be a major key defensively. Uh, their running game is okay. They haven't gotten loose yet in the running game. I know they're trying to to do that, but they they went a lot of empty against Arkansas. They went a lot of four wise, eleven personnel moving guys around. They got some good receivers. The one of them, the number one guy, got banged up, took a shot on the sideline. But I'm not concerned. I like our defense against Texas A&M offense. Where the game is going to be won is 
with the offensive line. Can we run the ball? We can't continue to get in third and longs. Can't become predictable. We got first down, I would say, is going to be a major key uh, in this uh, football game. One thing, Chris, before I get back to you, they gave Alabama some gas. Anaya Smith, who said, uh, talked about his brother being here, wanted to transfer to Georgia, and he says he this game is personal. And then he goes on to say something like he knows what Nick Saban wants. It's kind of strange to me, but just let's play what this kid had to say about facing Alabama and how this game now has become personal to him. So, I mean, it's, it's more personal for sure. It's more personal for sure. But um, like I was saying earlier, um, I kind of know what Nick Saban expects, you know what I'm saying, from his offense, from his defensive side. And I'm not trying to be, like, cocky or nothing, but, like, his class – my brother's class, they was nice. You know what I'm saying? They was real nice. And no disrespect to Alabama right now, but them boys was always one, two. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was no question. And right now, with the rankings, I guess you could say that they're – I ain't even going to say that. But, like, at the same time, I, I know what Nick Saban wants, and – we're going we gonna to mess that up, you know what I'm saying? So if them boys don't got no momentum for real, we're going to have to take that away immediately. So, for sure. Them boys don't got that momentum. <laughs> we're going to take that away. Them boys, they got... Listen, listen. he did have a nice game. You know, man, he got hurt against Arkansas last year, missed the remainder of the season. The game last week, he returned a, a long punt return for a touchdown. He is a weapon. Uh, he can catch it. He can play running back, wide receiver. He's a dog. Uh, in the return game, he had two big returns in the ball game, one for a touchdown. But Terry Arnold was asked about uh, Anaya Smith, and now you see where we're going with this. It's going to be a big matchup. Their receivers against the secondary of Alabama. Uh, it should be personal to them. But here's what Terry Arnold had to say uh, when asked what Anaya Smith said about knowing what Nick Saban wants. I seen something that said he knows what Coach Saban wants, and when I seen that, I was kind of like. What does Coach Saban want? Like, I mean, I've been here three years, and I don't know what the guy wants. So, I mean, I don't really know. Like, if, if we're being honest, I don't even really know. There you go, Chris. You know what Coach Saban wants? I know what he wants. He wants to beat you down. Oh, <laughs> That's sure. what he really yeah. wants. He does. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I the more I listen to what Anaya Smith said, and I'll be honest, that was really only my second time. But I think what he was saying was he knows, like, the standard that Coach Saban wants. Because I'm trying to piece it together because he kind of was all over the place because he was talking about it being personal because of his brother, who I love, his brother Mo Smith, uh, played uh, nickel here uh, when I was here. We were on special teams together. We, we were on that double team on that kick return in the championship game with Kenyon Drake taking it uh, to the house on the sideline. Uh, so I love Mo, Great dude. And uh, his younger brother, Anais, is a, is a phenomenal athlete, great football player. But you know how it is, you know, family, you know, they, they're going to stick up for each other. And they, they, they felt how they felt. And that's, that's, that's fine. But, uh, I think what he was saying was, cause he mentioned, you know, when, when Mo was here, you know, we were always ranked one and two and all that stuff. Basically, I think he was saying he knows what Coach Saban wants in terms of, of the product and the standard. And it was almost like he was alluding to the fact that because, you know, Alabama right now, I think, what are we ranked at 10? He was just saying it's not necessarily, 10. yeah, 11 or 10. He's basically not necessarily what Coach Saban typically wants or desires from his teams. That's kind of what I was picking up from that. It was kind of hard because he kind of was, you know, one very clear with his intentions. But, you know, nonetheless, I mean, I, I think it's pretty good bulletin board material for Alabama. I mean, 
Look, I, I, mean, I mean, would y'all put that up? So would that enemy be playing in, in the locker room when you play with, with Alabama? Yeah, they, de- they like definitely would put something like that up. Just just because, I mean, he kind of took a shot when he was basically saying, oh, well, look at where they're ranked now. You know, I'm not going to get into all that. Kind of just almost like throwing a stray bullet. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, they're, they're not what they used to be, kind of. So, but it is, you got to let those people do the talking, and then you just got to, you know, answer with your pads when it comes game time. That, that's all that matters. But if I'm Alabama, I would honestly just tune that out. I'd focus on what we need to do to go take care of business. But you, now you know their, mind, their mindset, and they pretty much flat out just said they don't necessarily respect you. And that they, they're going into this game confident. And look, I mean, it, it kind of is a must-win game for them, right? I mean, if they win this game, all their goals really are in front of them, right? So they're, they're, they're going to come out hungry, but yeah. that's fine. We don't have to do any talking. We never have been like that at Alabama. I love Terion's response to that. And I also love his response when they asked him about uh, being chewed out by Coach Saban on the sideline. Uh, just, you know, the display of maturity that he had and just how he handled that, man, it just showed... Yeah. It, to me, that 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 is a pure example why he's such an improved player now is because he understands coaching. He understands that like, basically what he said is you don't have to, don't worry about how he's saying it, but listen to what he's saying, and that's the most important factor, right? When you're being coached, it's not going to be always patting you on the tail and just saying, "Hey, good job." But no, there's there's a thing called tough coaching and tough love, and and you need that. And and the way Terion responded to it, it, it that's that exemplifies. You know, growth and maturity, and exactly why he's doing some really good things on the football field because he gets it. He has the right mindset. No doubt about it. All right, when we come back after the break, we're going to take some calls. We got a ton of calls to down hold. We'll hear from you, pretenders, contenders, what you think about this matchup. I gave you a little bit of breakdown of my film study last night. We can get some of that, and we're going to rush. We're going to show you boys how to set the edge. And we're going to show you how to bring that that pressure from the outside. We'll rush around the SEC after the break. We're sponsored by our good friends at the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. We'll be back. Are you tired of your shoes just not fitting right? Or based in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers, and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly sunny and warm this afternoon. The high today, 85. Fair tonight, the low 64. Tomorrow, partially sunny with a high at 84. And for Friday, occasionally cloudy. The chance of some scattered light rain during the day. Friday's high at 80. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 80 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Work it, make it, do it, makes us harder, better, faster, stronger. Work it, harder, make it, better, do it, faster, makes us stronger, more than ever, after power. Work is never over. Work it, harder, make it, better, 
1-800-242-9904. Number for the people. Call in, give us your thoughts, your comments on the Alabama A&M game. Big matchup in the SEC West. And, yeah, we could deem this thing. This is how the West was won by going on the road and taking down your opponent. The Aggies, Jimbo Fisher, uh, spoke to the media. We'll get some of his comments later as well. We're going to take some calls. We're going to rush around the SEC. A lot of stuff to get to here in the next 32 minutes. So let's go. Let's get things ripping, rocking and rolling. Let's head to Jeff in Tennessee. Jeff, what's up, buddy? Jeff going once. Jeff going twice. Did he fall asleep? Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Boom, 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 boom. Narcolepsy. <laughs> Bye, let's go to Joseph. Joseph, oh, wow. you're up next here on the Miller's Ask. <laughs> How y'all doing this morning? Uh, we are blessed, my friend. Doing well, brother. Always, always nice to hear that uh, feather brothers are blessed. Uh, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this first. I do believe Jared Miro is the best quarterback on our roster right now. But yes, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. He's not no Tua, and he's not no Mac, and he ain't no Bryce Young, and he won't never be that. Because I'm going to tell you, he don't because them cats were doing stuff that this guy is not even beginning to do. Like Tua in that 2017 National Championship game, he looked off the safety with his eyes and made a big-time, big-board throw. And he's still, yeah. he's still doing that in the NFL. I mean, and, yes. Matt, and Matt, Matt can do the same thing. He can look off safety and stuff with his eyes. But Jalen Murrow cannot do that. He's staring down receivers still. He's, I mean, I ain't saying the, the kid. The kid can throw the deep ball. He can. He can throw the deep ball, but he can't. He can't look off safeties. I mean, he can't. He can't do the stuff that big boy quarterbacks do. And uh, and I'll say that much. But I'm going to say this too. Alabama's defense is light out good. I'm talking about. I think we have the best defense in the country. Like, I, it's not close. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I I really do believe like that. There's nobody in the country. They can touch our defense. Like, well, let, it, let, it, let, let me address something really quick, though, Joseph. I mean, you're right. I agree with you that Jalen isn't Tua. He isn't Mac Jones, and he isn't Bryce Young. That's 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 very obvious. Um, but he still a, a, is a really good quarterback, just in a different way. And that's why I always correlate play calling to his strengths instead of play calling that expose his weaknesses. Everybody has a weakness. Every player, every, I don't care who it is, myself, a decade in the league, I had certain weaknesses, right? Every player does. And, and so coaches have to figure out what those things are and then, and then invest in the strengths of that said player, regardless of position, so that they can dwell and, you know, they will dwell on that and, and be able to really just take that whole thing to another level, right? And that's what I'm saying. That you, when you got a quarterback, if you look at Arkansas, KJ Jefferson, similar quarterback to Jalen, and 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 they got a good running game, big offensive line. He can throw the football. You know, he's not a sit back, uh, you know, statue of a quarterback. He's a guy that a first second read, and he he needs to make quicker decisions and get out of there, run it or throw it away. And those things he still has to learn. He's still young. Let's let's not forget. I know he's been here in the program three years, but he hasn't really had but five or six games of live action. So let's let's just think about that and, and give him time to mature. I don't disagree that 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 what you said 
earlier, but to give them time and hopefully the coaches, Tommy Reese and these guys will, will build an, uh, an offense that can highlight his strengths instead of, you know, sometimes taking away from his strengths. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. And I would say this, too, that uh, if Texas A&M goes into a zone defense and they try to disguise their coverage, I don't know if Jada Miller's going to read it and he'll probably throw a pick. I mean, I mean that, that, that definitely is a possibility. You know, I mean, because we, we've seen that sometimes when there are those disguises and, and he doesn't necessarily uh, see the whole field or see it quick enough, yeah, it can set himself. He can't set himself up uh, to be vulnerable to you know some turnovers. But I think the thing is going into this game that I mean, at least the way we always prepared. I mean, in practice, we're going to try to cover every scenario, everything we, we can possibly think of to help you know best prepare ourselves for the game. And so, look, if I, if, if I had to guess, I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, we really try to go to the run game heavy in a game like this, especially being on the road. I talked about it earlier. I mean, I don't care who's the quarterback. I mean, I've seen even the Bryce Youngs and even all those other great quarterbacks struggle when you're on the road just because of the, you know, that type of situation. It's hard for any quarterback to really operate an offense. Getting your communication going is loud. Uh, you know, it's, it's just very disorienting sometimes. And so I don't think, you know, if, if anything, I, I think they're really going to try to hit the ground running. And I think that's what you want to do in a situation like this. I think that's really kind of what gave us success against Mississippi State, really, was we, we were able to run the ball so effectively, and that included Jalen Milrow. So I wouldn't be shocked if we see some type of, uh, you know, game plan where we see a lot of quarterback design runs. We see a lot of, you know, run game, right? And then at some point, uh, definitely try to take those shots because we still have to be explosive. But I, I love your point, Joseph, about the defense. That's what I've been saying since we started this this whole season. I mean, I knew the offense was going to go through some growing pains. It always happens when you have a new quarterback, a young quarterback, a new coordinator. But always, I, I kept saying, I'm sure you remember, I have confidence knowing that we have a, a, a stout defense with a lot of potential to help us through those growing pains and to kind of you know help manage us through this this time of improvement. And that's exactly what we've seen. And so going into this game, oh, yeah. I've always had the saying, you know, if they don't score, they don't win. And I mean, if you watch Texas A&M on offense, they're a pro-style offense. You know, they're, they're effective. They're very multiple. They do a lot of different things. But I really like our defense in this matchup. Yeah, they have great uh, a great wide receiver room. Yeah, they run the football pretty effectively. The quarterback's not bad. But just seeing the way our defense has been playing and the amount of turnovers that we've been able to force over the past few games, if we can continue that type of play on defense, I know we're going to have some shortcomings and some struggles on offense. That's not a, uh, a shot at our offense. It's just you're on the road playing a really good front and a really good defense. That's going to happen. But I have faith that our defense will help you know help out tremendously in this football game and give our offense time to gel and, and make things happen. Yeah, yeah your point's well taken, Joseph. But let me just, before I let you go, say this to you. I, I understand. We understand what you're saying. We Believe us, we see what you see. But I'm just, as as you, you call yourself, and, and I believe that you are a, a sold-out Alabama fan, and someone that I, I know told me this years ago, and this is what I believe, even as a preacher today, uh, your, thinking, your thinking can affect a lot, even as a fan, right? Let's be positive, and be positive about this young man, about this Alabama football team. I know he might throw a pick. He might throw two picks, but... He also has ability to do a lot of great things to help this football team win games. And that's what I think they should, we as fans should focus on that and believe that and see what happens. But I also say this, if, if y'all know we're going to try, we need to run the football, 
And I know we need to run the football. Don't you think Texas A&M, they're going to go in there thinking, well, we're going to shut down the run. We want to make well, them well, they could try, but but again, if you want to play that and bring bring the safety down eight men in the box, then what does Jalen Miro does best throwing the football deep? That means you're going to get some one on one on the outside, so you have some opportunities. As I was saying, to take those take those shots down the field. But if you go back to even the Ole Miss and the Mississippi State game, he stood in that pocket and went through his progression. He didn't stand on receivers, and he found guys, especially nine black one time for a critical third down and first down. I mean, he he has gotten better. And even those things, if you watch, he has gotten better at those things, too, uh, as well. So we just hope and pray that he continues to progress as well as everybody else around him and see what they can do. Uh, big game this weekend up at the College Station. Joseph, my man, we appreciate you as always. Thanks for supporting our show, brother. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Back to the, yes, sir. Back to the phones we go. Let's speak with Alice. Alice, thanks for holding. You're up next. Roll Tide, fellas. Roll, roll Tide. Eh? Tide roll. Man. <laughs> You know, I used to be optimistic, I guess that's how you say it, and negative, like that fella that just got off the phone. And uh, let's just say I lost something dearly to me for being like that. I'm not like that no more. I used mm-hmm. to be negative about the team and fuss and cuss and all that, but now I've turned over a new leaf and I just kind of, you know, go with the flow. Hey, just, that's right. But it's okay to be. I mean, it's okay to be honest about what you see, right? I mean, I'm I'm a yeah. very emotional, passionate person, right? And, and and I get upset too. I mean, when my Gamecocks are struggling, or uh, you know, oh, yeah. I'm struggling. I get mad. I get mad. Nothing's ever never, ever personal, you know, because I'm the biggest but, fan. But I'm the, but, yeah. But all the time, though, that's just not good. Yeah, that's not good all the time. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'm just uh, I'm very positive about, about it. Uh, I think uh, I think we're going to go out there and we're going to win. And uh, I think what's going to help us win is uh, first and foremost is our our defense because I think we're going to have some takeaways because where our defense has been playing, I just I just got a feeling we're going to have some takeaways and we're going to be right on top of that quarterback. Didn't I just read a that's stat, right. uh, Christian, uh, that Alabama has seven interceptions on the season? That's what they had total the entire season last year? Yeah, I, I, I think I read that, too. Well, I mean, we think about it. You had three last week, right? Uh, gosh, Terry on Arnold had one against Ole Miss. Um, dang, I, so that's four. There probably was three other ones. I'm just drawing a blank right now, but... Oh yeah, uh, US got Malachi, Malachi yeah. Moore had that'd be five. So yeah, yeah that's, that part is right. I mean, I, I'm not trying to go through every one of them, but no, that's a great sign. And people, people are are noticing that the defense is is more aggressive and in, in turn uh, forcing turnovers, and that's what we need. And as long as they continue to do that, I mean, look, when you force multiple turnovers a game, I mean, you're you're, you're going to have a chance to win, right? Like we always said it. If if you win the turnover battle. Statistically, I know my dad hates these numbers and stuff, but statistically, if you win the turnover <laughs> battle, I mean, you're like 70, 80 percent, sometimes 90 percent uh, likely to win a football game. So it is important, it is imperative, and that's what we've been able to do on defense. So we need to continue that to give us the best chances. Yeah, be nasty. I mean, be nasty. And uh, right. I think our quarterback, I think our quarterback is going to have a good game. I think he's got better each time. But, uh, Corey, I want you to do something. My mom's uh, husband passed away Monday, 
And in your I'm prayers today that. and this week, will you uh, say a prayer for her? You know I will, and pray that God will, will give strength and, and comfort to her. I know that's that's tough. I mean, that's a tough one, uh, one that lost mom and dad and numerous. Well, she's lost two husbands, life, you know. and mm. she's lost two husbands, so she's lived through two husbands. Wow. Well, I definitely pray for her. Pray for you too, man. That you would uh, God would give you the the right words and words of comfort for for her and, and and be there for her because I know that would mean a lot. But you got it, but you know that's I will make that connection just like I link up on this clean feed on the radio. We got a direct link to the Father up in heaven too, brother. So I definitely will reach out. Thank you, sir. And uh, y'all have a good day and real time. God bless yes, you. Sir. And real time. Real time. <laughs> Right, I love Ellie. Keep it hyped up. We see you on the phone. We'll come back to the phone. We'll we'll give a quick little preview of rush around the SEC. Just highlight some games. Back to the phone. We're jammed up. You remember that song, Chris? Jam, oh jam, jam. Play that jam for me. Never heard of them. <laughs> Isn't that what you do? <laughs> Never heard of them. Well, the old folks will know that song. We got to hit a break. We're sponsored by our good friends at the Good Feet Store. Matter of fact, they're hanging out uh, down in uh, Timaquana Country Club today in Jacksonville. My friend Jim Frick's golf event, Champions Tour event this week, and sponsoring a big hole. Um, so they reached out and let me know they had a great time last night at the, the Perry's party and concert. And, and so we appreciate our good friends at the Good Feet Store, America's art support expert. We see you on hold. We'll come right back to you. Quick time out. More your phone calls. We are. The Middle's Edge, we're on the tide. One hundred point nine, roll tide, roll. The home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. From our home base, right here in Birmingham, Alabama, we are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. As respected industry leaders, we are here working hard for you in an effort to provide you with excellence in sports medicine, excellence in research and education, and excellence in sports injury prevention. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. This is Christian Miller, and I want to tell you about my good friends over at Spine and Sport Chiropractic. Spine and Sport Chiropractic provides quality chiropractic services for chronic conditions, injuries, sports-related trauma, and more right here in the heart of West Alabama. Come and discover how this form of medicine can improve your overall health by addressing the original cause of your ailments instead of masking your pain. If you're in need of this type of relief, contact Dr. Brian McDonald and his team at 205-345-810. Again, that's 205-345-8102. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. And we're back on the Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Corey Miller, the pastor of Payne. Christian Miller, Justin Jones, hanging out with us. We rush around the SEC. Just take a look real quick. Before we get back to the phone line, we see you right there. Doctor, we coming to you in just a moment. LSU, Missouri, I'm going to say, keep an eye on this football game. LSU coming off a disappointing loss on the road at Ole Miss. The fighting Lane Kippers got it done uh, in the end. 55 points hung up on that defense. Brian Kelly. It's struggling. 
down in the bayou at uh, LSU. Now they go on the road SEC East team, Missouri. That's a scary team. Missouri's a scary team, Chris. I don't know if you watched them play, but they are not a bad football team. Now that game's at 11 o'clock. Don't know how that's going to affect things, but uh, keep an eye on LSU, Missouri. Uh, that game could be one of those uh, upset alert games that you need to watch. We've been talking about Alabama A&M. Here's the other big one, though, in the SEC East. Who's going to unseat Georgia? Many people think or thought it should be Tennessee, but after watching Milton and the gang, I don't know. Is Kentucky for real? Or is they, or are they, I should say, sleeping at the wheel like Jeff in Tennessee? <sighs> you know, every time they get built up, every time they get built up, they go drop the ball. And uh, Georgia, a whole home victory on the road at Auburn last week. Uh, struggle against South Carolina. Do we really think Georgia is that good? Can Kentucky get it done? That game is at 6 o'clock on ESPN. South Carolina has a bye. And here's another good one, Christian. Arkansas lost to AM last week. Did not play well. Eight sacks or whatever it was. Tons of tackle for losses. Uh, they will take on Lane Kiffin, Old Miss. Can you see Lane Kiffin, that team, been a little bit uh, still having uh, parties and having fun by beating LSU? Or do you think they come ready to play? Uh, that's tough to say, man. It, it, that, that's a big question because how a team responds after a win like that, you know, it can go either way. Sometimes they ride that momentum and, and they, they keep it going. And other times they, they kind of get big headed. So I, I don't know. That, that Honestly, it's tough to say right now. I don't really know a lot of things with the SEC, especially the West, just because it really is just a toss up. And, and teams are playing better or playing worse. And then just kind of just hit or miss. So I'll be honest, man. I'm, I'm just dialed in on my Alabama Crimson Tide because I, I like our chances right now, and I'm focused on this matchup right here with Texas Well, both A&M. these teams are contenders, A&M and Alabama. The winner will control their own destiny. That's why it's huge. I'm circling circling this game for Alabama. It's the biggest game on the schedule, the toughest game left on the schedule because they get LSU at home, they get Arkansas at home. I'm not too much worried. I know Auburn's a tough place to play, but I, I think they should win that game. If they can get this one, I think the Tide wins the West. I'm going on record, folks, and saying if they win this game, Alabama will get back to Hotlanta, the ATL, to take on Georgia or Kentucky in the East. All right, that's our little version of rushing around the SEC. Let's go. Let's go. We got uh, about seven minutes, so let's eight minutes. Let's get things popping. Let's go back out to the people whom we love. It's always great to have a doctor in your corner. Dr. Crystal? Welcome into the program. Thank you so much for taking my call. First off, love the show, you guys. And I figured I'd call today to for the ladies. We need some estrogen on here. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So I try uh, try to follow as much content as you guys have that I can, uh, that time will allow. So um, thank you for uh, for your input and your your feedback and trying to help us uh, stay sane through this season. So um, as the old Baptist preachers say, I won't be before you long. I'll be I'll be really, really quick. Um, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Take your time. Take your time, Dr. Kristen. <laughs> uh, thank you. So honestly, I have a longtime Alabama fan, born and raised in Tuscaloosa. So I've seen a lot, right? But for this team, I really don't have any concerns right now with Jalen Milrow, nor have I had any. Nor do I have any uh, concerns with the defense. Now, the old line is shaky. But my biggest concern, and I know uh, Corey can feel me on this, my biggest concern is Tommy Reese. 
And so my question is, moving forward, if he does not change his game plan, how far can we really go in this season? If he does not change anything. And if history is an indicator, he's not really going to change what he's doing from what I can do, unless something's wrong with my poor television that I watch. <laughs> I know you got that big 80, 80-inch flat screen in there. Doc, let me just say this. I, I, I agree with you so much. You know, and I don't want people to think it's personal because it's not, right? I just look at what I see, and I just know when you have a, a, a talent like Jalen Milrow, play calling is essential in how you go about it because he gives you so much, and you have to identify those things that he doesn't do so well. As I said, all athletes, all players have some type of of weakness, right? But you try to really just build him up in his strengths. And any great coach would tell you that, you know, if you don't take advantage of what guys do well and call offense based on what they do well, then that's not doing the right thing. I don't care who it is, right? Tom or Reese or whomever. Uh, so I just would like to see a little bit more quarterback run with counter plays and pulling up the guard and tackle that they call those counters and attacking the C gap because I think sometimes they defenses scout them and they see this running game is basically running up and up the middle. So that's why you've seen like uh, Mississippi State and you're going to see Texas A&M do this too. They're going to bring linebackers in those gaps, in the A gaps. They're going to bring pressure in those B gaps between the guard and the tackle, right? Because this is the box where Alabama likes to run. So if you know these things, then how about counter that, right? And do something a little, little bit different. I think they should you know, attack the perimeter, the outside of defenses more. Run some boots off that action where linebackers are fast flung downhill to the football and dragging that those great tight ends that you have on deep crosses because they're not able to get around and cover that zone area. So there's so many things that he can do uh, and utilize. That's what I said yesterday. You know, it's great to have a bunch of weapons in, in your case, but if you don't ever take them out and use them, they do you no good. And And, and so... Hopefully, we'll get to that place where he'll utilize the strengths of Jalen Miro and those other guys that he has on offense. Yeah, I, I sure hope so, but I, I haven't seen um, any indication of that yet. So maybe he'll wake up um, before uh, before Saturday gets here. But again, love to show you guys, and thank you so so much for taking my call. Absolutely. Thank you, Doctor Crystal. Don't be a stranger. We so need much. action. That's Matter of right. fact, and it, I got estrogen. <laughs> I'm taking some estrogen blockers. Whoa, okay. okay. No, no, man, man, hey, listen, men get estrogen. Especially in your old age, you're going to see, brother, you get old, you still haven't produced an estrogen. You got to take some blockers and, you know, might have to get you some uh, uh, some, uh, some testosterone. Yeah, that's, that's you know, just, I'll just stick to just lifting, lifting weights because that also naturally produces that. But you're right, maybe with age, we'll see. But just real quick before we get to the phone line, just to add on to that, something I would like to see is just setting stuff up more as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Meaning, like, if we're going to run some screens, you know, throw the tunnel, throw the tunnel, and then boom, once you get that defense really biting on that, fake the tunnel, where you send that, that, that blocker in the tunnel, on the tunnel screen on a go route, right? Like, I just want to see a little bit more, uh, you know, innovation in, in that regard. Cause I feel like we could just, again, we talk so much about reading this, reading that, but you can also set things up for an easy, it's not necessarily yeah. a read. You see what I'm saying? I don't know if it's necessarily a gimmick play or what you call it, but, it's just setting something up like that that you know you're going to take a shot on something or, or a throwback. Just because those type of plays, you know, you have to have a few of those you put in there to really hit on and, and get some explosive yardage that way. But um, I, I, I definitely agree. agree with everything you said. Yeah. Let's go. Let's keep it moving. we got time to 
TK, you're up next here on the Miller's Edge with Corey Christian and Justin. Welcome in. TK, you there? All right, let's keep Remind moving. Lost TK. Lee, uh, Leon, Leon, you're up next. Go right ahead. Did we, did we lose them all, Justin? <laughs> Justin, did we lose you? No, I'm we still here. Uh, we, uh, we, might, <laughs> Justin might be asleep, too. I mean, <laughs> it didn't win. Everybody. <laughs> we, we got we this guy falling asleep waiting. <clears throat> uh, oh, well. Well, I'm sorry, guys. Well, Call back if you, if you fell asleep and you, you're now up. We got about three minutes. You can give us a shot. Well, no, that's, that's fine. Well, I'll, I'll go back to what I was saying. But, and the other thing is, with Jalen Milrow's skill set, I'd love to see a lot of just RPOs. The only thing I don't like about RPOs is when you get caught up with the, you know, the flag with the offensive lineman downfield, right? I mean, that, that's annoying. But I just feel like we really could just uh, really hit home on a lot of RPO action just because of, you know, his skill set as a runner. They have to respect that. And uh, especially, if, you know, they're going to – I just was watching them on tape uh, during the break and seeing just how aggressive they are. I mean, I was watching the the Auburn game, <clears throat> excuse me, and they just – man, like they, they constantly bring pressure. They, they're, look, I'm, I'm with you on this one. I'm not really worried about their offense. I know – I like Evan Stewart a lot, great receiver. You know, they got a decent running game. But the biggest thing – I think this is going to be a battle of the defenses in this game on both sides. Like, because I, I see how well we've been playing on defense – Watching their defense having two back-to-back weeks with seven sacks, 15 tackles for loss against Arkansas. They are aggressive. They are active. They penetrate. They're flying at you. And it is it's very, they're very disruptive. And so it's going to be tough. I'll be honest, but I think it's going to be a battle of the defense. And I think what defense can force some turnovers and help their offense the most? I think that's going to be the ten, team that wins this football game. <clears throat> Before we get out of here, I want to remind you guys about my friends over at Buffalo's Cafe. Tonight is Wednesday. That means it's wing night. So head on over to Bash Night. All you can eat wings now, $17.99. Best deal in town. All you can eat fries or chips with that. You don't want to miss this deal. I'm always there eating on some wings. You can mix and match flavors and combine them. So go ahead and check those guys out. Remember, we always do our show live uh, every Friday of home game weekend. So check us out there at Buffalo's Cafe. But especially tonight. Wing night, all you can eat wings at Buffalo's Cafe. Yep. And also, spine and sport chiropractic. If you have any type of need, you're in pain, back pain, your neck hurts, head on over to spine and sport chiropractic. They'll take great care of you. They take great care of me. They took care of me in college. Always have me ready to play. So check those guys out. Contact Dr. Brian McDonald and his team at 205-345-8102. I promise you they will get all those kinks out and make you feel better than ever. That's <clears throat> Spine and sport chiropractic. And Lord, let me get me some water. <laughs> I got a frog. Yeah, you need some water, man. Go get that frog. I out. do. Ribbit, ribbit. Justin, <laughs> thank you so much. Christian Miller, I'm Corey Miller, Pastor. Fan. <laughs> just remember, we all have weaknesses, not just on the football field, but also in life. And when you experience those weaknesses, know that God loves you. And the Bible tells us in our weakness, his strength is made perfect. So when you need to lean on something, lean on his strength because he will make it perfect for you. God bless you, everybody. Big news sports coming up next. Enjoy the rest of your day. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. And we'll see you on tomorrow. Peace out. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge. Tackling sports daily. All 